This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Coming soon. Oh boy, Scoob! Like, I'm so scared! What if they ruin us? I know! Let's listen and see! Okay! With Doom and Fitz. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And I still don't do funny <laughs> voices. <laughs> uh, didn't seem like I fucked you up as bad as I did last time. <laughs> no. Nope. Because there was a second of like, oh shit, what do I do? Well that one <laughs> that one wasn't that one wasn't quite as out of the out of the ordinary as the Joker one. Yeah. <laughs> That's gotta be that had to have been fucking a little creepy for you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Just, that. Second before we start recording, it's like, okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hello there! <laughs> yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> so. So, did you read anything good this week? No. No? See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read something good, but let's get into the other shit first. Okay. Let everybody know. You might be able to hear my fan blowing. We're getting into summer, and it's fucking hot as balls here. As you can attest... Yeah, I'm not in my mobile studio. I'm down in the basement of my house. So you'll be able to hear the air conditioner kick on. You'll be able to hear my family upstairs running around like they're maniacs. <laughs> Sounds like they're renovating the living room. It's right above my head. <laughs> but they should be going to bed soon, so should get quiet pretty soon here. Well, we just got to warn everybody that, yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of fucking noise for the next, oh, I don't know, five, six, eight episodes. Maybe even more, God. I'll do my best to get rid of it in the editing, but 
not all of it's going to get gotten. On my end, it's kind of unavoidable because I've got to sit under a fan when it starts getting real hot. So it's either fucking you hear and or whatever the fuck it's going to sound like or you don't get nothing. So Right. You ready to move on to our next fucking piece of business? Yeah. Is it time? <laughs> the time already? We're just going to go right into it? Oh, yes. Cue the theme song. Doom's Joke Corner. Are you ready for this one? Yep, I'm ready. Give me your joke. Don't fucking say it like that. <laughs> that was dripping with sarcasm. This one's actually good. Okay. It's a little bit long, so just give me a second. That's what she said. Ugh, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Fitz's joke corner. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's why I said, cue the theme song. <laughs> Which... While we're talking about the theme song, I'm disappointed. Nobody said a fucking word about it. No. I thought it worked pretty good, too. Yeah, I was really proud of that because I have no fucking musical talent. And, I mean, clearly that didn't yeah, take you a could, lot of you talent. Can't tell, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what? I used a little kid's fucking piano. It's called a Pianosaurus. It's oh. a purple fucking Stegosaurus-shaped piano. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking... The height of musical fucking whatever. I was actually proud of that, though, because I plunked it out and then I, you know, sang, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I sang perfectly in time with it. Yeah. We're not going to say in tune, but in yeah. time. No, I thought it was good. It worked it worked good for the, the silliness of this whole bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Two Dutch girls are riding their rickety old bikes down the streets of Amsterdam one late afternoon. As it turns towards dusk, the increasing darkness of the streets starts making the two girls a little nervous. When the younger girl leans to the older girl and says, You know, I've never come this way before. The older girl looks at her and says, Yeah, it's the cobblestones. <laughs> Uh, that, that's pretty good. I saw the punchline coming a mile away, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> but it's pretty on, good. Come on, you gotta give it up. That's funny. Yeah. That's probably true, too. <laughs> I thought about fucking... I thought about fucking going, You know, I've never come this way before. <laughs> that's, yeah. But... That's Swedish, not Dutch. I know. Oh, okay. That's why it's funny. Oh, okay. But I figured that would be too fucking stupid and over the top, so I figured I'd do it afterwards. Well, that went nowhere. No, it was good. It was good. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> the stunned silence never helps, though. <laughs> or the... Ha <laughs> ha. I thought that added to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for everybody listening, but not for me. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, fuck it. <laughs> Let's quit fucking around and get into this. All right, everybody's everybody's <laughs> dying to know, and we're dying to talk about it. Oh, you ain't fucking lying. They really do seem to be dying to know. Well, I mean, we've spent six weeks now ripping the shit out of this book, and mm -hmm. we finally got to read it, and... And before you say anything, I just want to say I am not going to apologize for a single word I said. And no. there is a reason for that. Yeah. No, I don't really apologize either. I don't I don't see that we had much choice but to say what we did. Mm-hmm. Given the information at hand. 
Exactly. Uh, just fucking lay it out on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize because if this book would have been what they were saying it was going to be, it would have been a piece of shit. But this is completely fucking different. I don't know what book they were talking about. I don't know, but if I was DC, I'd be pretty pissed at the people writing these articles. Yeah. And the people they fucking talked to to write them. Right. I'm looking at you, Jim Lee. Yeah. Even he didn't really help the cause very much the way he described it. Mm-mm. So if you haven't guessed, the book is Scooby Apocalypse issue number one. Yeah. <laughs> as if as if you couldn't figure that out. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. the only thing we've talked about for six episodes. Hey, we mentioned an, an, another thing once, I think. I think we might have talked some Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that most of that, what was it, episode three? Most of that was Star Wars. I'm afraid after we talk about this issue, though, that we're not going to have anything to talk about anymore. <laughs> no, there's plenty we can still talk about. I mean... Yeah, this, is, this isn't an open and shut case. Oh, hell no. This one's still developing. But it's developing in a... It's trending upward. Let's take a look at this cover again. Okay. Because this is probably the fucking most misleading image they gave us. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Because you know? fucking, for one, they're, they're not in a cave anywhere in the story. <laughs> no. And these fucking guns that Fred and Daphne have, I didn't see them anywhere. No. Nor the drones. Yeah, nor the drones. And the big thing that I'm fucking happy to report, and it was one of my big worries, is the fucking emoji eye on Scooby. This fucking cover is so misleading because it makes it seem like there's just going to be fucking bubbles shooting out. Right. A stream of them. Right. And to be honest, I barely even noticed them. No, I didn't either. I didn't either, and I had to actually go back and, and kind of look at them closer. Um, they actually did... The, the images were what he was talking about. Like when... Yeah. Um, yeah. So when Shaggy was would say something and he would understand what he was saying, it's because the image in his emoticon, emoji eye or whatever, it was the thing that he was thinking about. The one big funny moment was when they were talking about the rice pizza. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice that at first. I caught it on my second reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's non-intrusive at all. No. And it's like, that's awesome. I can fucking totally deal with that. Right. Plus the fact that he talks. Yes. He talks like normal. Which... I mean, like uh, normal Scooby. Yeah. That I was so afraid of because, again, I think it was Jim Lee who said, instead of talking, he's going to communicate through emojis. Right. And this goes back to what I said a minute ago. If this would have been the book they were promoting... I would have been so fucking pissed. That's why I'm not going to apologize for what I said. Yeah, some of the shit that he said was like, did you even read this fucking book? Like, you run the show yeah. over there. Did you even read this? Because you're talking about it like you don't even know what <laughs> what's in here. Uh-huh. It's like you 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 looked at the cover just like we did, and you're, you're describing the book for us. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, doesn't that seem like what he, you know? Yeah. It seemed like, um, well... Uh, 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 and he just started pulling shit out of his ass. It was just all out of left field. Another thing on this cover that kind of bugs me about the interiors is look at Fred. Don't he look fucking totally different on the cover than he does on the inside? Yeah. Well, he, I think he, he looks, looks he looks better on the cover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the inside, he looks... I, I don't know what... He they're... looks like a fucking... He looks douchier than Shag. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Like, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but some of the art is not my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I really don't have that much 
trouble with the art, if I'm honest. But yeah, we'll get to that. It it almost renders you speechless how fucking how how off base they're that that those articles were. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean the cover because I think it's Peter David. He's been railing against covers for years that just have nothing to do with the book. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Yeah, yeah, this one definitely has nothing to do with the book. Because, like we said, Fred looks better on the inside because here are on the outside because here he you can sort of tell it's Fred. When you get on the inside and he's got that fucking flock of seagulls going on. Yeah, the big lantern jaw. You know, it looks almost like a blonde Fred, Fred Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Yeah, this cover actually, it looks more like this would be like issue nine. It looks like, you know, shit's developed a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, as they said, this is literally the origin of everything. Of the gang, of the fucking apocalypse, of all of it. Yeah. But one thing about the cover is it did get your attention. Yeah, but not in a way you wanted it to. Well, probably not, but I mean we just we just spent 12 weeks talking about this. How we did how we were going to hate it and wouldn't didn't like it and didn't want to read it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I mean, I've said it on Twitter like 3 times. I have never been more afraid to read a comic book in my life. I mean, seriously, I was scared of reading this. Even though like Specter Vision, he's sending me reviews saying, "Hey, it looks good," and it's like, "No, I ain't reading no review until I read it because I don't want somebody else's fucking opinion clouding my judgment." Exactly. Yeah, I didn't either. That's why I when uh, I couldn't wait and I read it the night before you did. I didn't want to give you too much. To spoil you said your you opinion, read it, and it's like I don't want to know. Yeah, but I wanted to. I wanted to at least like kind of you know try re- to calm re- me down. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, to reassure you that you were probably going to like it more than you thought. Well. See, Ross read it the night before, too. I think it was the night before, and he was like, I just read it, and I was like, I don't want to know. All I, I told, I think I told him, told you the same thing I told him. Just one word review. Is it good or is it bad? And you both were like, well... <laughs> Undecided. It's mixed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to give a one word, one word review of this. Yeah. It's not great. It's not shit. And after the fucking four episodes we spent shredding this, I know how weird this is going to sound, but I would say it leans a lot closer to great than it does shit. Yeah, I I can see that. It's definitely, yeah, oh yeah, it's way better than, it's above 500, let's put it that way. It's way way above 500. Totally. Let's get into it, though. All right. Do you want to start with the main story or the backup? Um, we can start with the main story, I guess. Okay. Or you want to do the backup first? We could do the backup first, since it's kind of since it's kind of like a prelude. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Go chronologically. Okay. Let's start with the first page. There's a little fucking hidden Easter egg on that first page. Did you notice it? Um, I don't think so. Let me look real quick. Mm. No, but it could be that I just don't know it. Is it is it something obscure or is it something I would know? Oh no 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 no! It's just some. I mean, I guess it, maybe it's not. Easter egg isn't the best, you know, way to put it because it's Velma in the top right hand. Oh yeah, of yeah. The page. I did. I did just see that for the first time. Now yeah. when I'm looking at it, but I wasn't sure if that was what it was. Yeah, that's it. I w- I read. I've read this backup more than I've read the main story, and you you know why. We'll oh, get to I it. I know why. Uh, but yeah, this this first page. It's a big fucking. Splash page, full page, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of Shaggy, which, that's something I want to talk about real quick, Shaggy. That name really doesn't fit him anymore, you know? 
No, it kind of doesn't. It it more fits fucking Fred with the goofy flock of seagulls look. Yeah, he's Shaggy's pretty well put together, I think, in this. Yeah, and he's, it's not even like the fucking well-manicured beard and mustache, which, again, aren't as bad as the cover. Yeah. The cover, that beard is fucking... It's a bit of an oxymoron to say, but it, it's well-polished, even though it's, you know, out of control. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, he doesn't even really look like Shaggy, which that kind of bugs me, too. He just looks like some random, sort of muscular... Yeah, his face is actually pretty Early chiseled. 20s. Yeah. He looks like a fucking model, and it's like, that's not really Shaggy. I mean, it's not a huge complaint, but it did bug me. But, yeah, his hair. It's fucking well-coiffed and shit. It's like, well, the reason he was called Shaggy is because his hair was, you know, Shaggy. Right. He was kind of sloppy. You'll notice I don't have the anger and the fucking vitriol. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, not screaming like a fucking loon. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, somehow overall it works. Or, or you can you can You can look past it. It's not as much of a... It's not as big of a deal as you thought it was going to be. Again, the cover fucking misrepresented it. There was a lot of fucking lies, misinformation, and just wacky shit. But anywho, it's set three years before the main story... We find Shaggy's getting a new job. Hey! Backup, let's just make sure we get this in there. The backup's called When Shaggy Met Scooby. So it's their origin. Right. Say what you was going to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yeah, he got, you said he got a new job. I, I was going to say, um, yeah, at this shady government research lab. Well, it's not that shady. Yet. And this fucker mr what blatsky is taking yeah, him gonna, on a yeah i was gonna ask you is that that's not somebody is it that's not no. a, that's not a character that's been in other mediums right not that i know of or a name that they've recycled there's a lot of incidental fucking characters in the last what 47 years it's not one that i recall okay but yeah it just seems like it's you know new random He's got a weird design. He kind of looks like he might be, you know, Velma's dad or something, as short as he is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It doesn't sound like it the way he talks about her later, though. No. No. He, he seems like he's pretty far down on the totem pole, too. Yeah. He even says at one point, yep, it's about, uh, we're given pre precious little information about matters above our pay grade. So, yeah, he's fucking real low. Right. So, anyway, this guy's giving Shaggy a tour of the facility. They keep calling it the facility. And we see Shaggy, you see his little fucking thought bubble there on the third panel of the second page? Oh, yeah, where he's working at Burger King? I know, yeah, isn't that creepy? He looks just like the fucking... It does, it does. I thought that was pretty funny. It looks like the Burger King... I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was creepy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in his, in his little thought bubble, he's thinking about working at Burger King instead of this place. <laughs> and uh, he's got a crown on his head and he looks just like the Burger King mascot from those creepy commercials with the, the big plastic <laughs> head and it's kind of unsettling yeah all they got to do is put the fucking cape robe thing on him and it's like Ugh. but yeah the dude's giving him a fucking tour of the complex and he's telling him that shaggy's being hired to train dogs right which there's and, a, there's a pretty interesting thing is that he's he's a dog trainer he's, yeah. he's a professional dog trainer and apparently a pretty good one yeah as you can see when the fucking doctor starts insulting him which, that that struck me a little odd, too, because fucking dude's just, you know, bitch-slapping him, and Shaggy's like, uh-huh, 
rolling along with it. Because what's the thing he says? You share an empathic bond with animals, and the dogs relate to you on their own level. Almost as if you're one of them. Which, given your breath, makes perfect sense. And Shaggy says, Say what? No, nothing, nothing. And it's like, wow! (laughs) Yeah, but that's one of those things I could see easily see in the cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I think it's funny that he's fucking bitch slapping the dude. Yeah, I could hear it in my head. And like yeah. as if the voice actors would say it. There were there were lots of mm-hmm. lines in here that I could hear that way. The writing was just really good. Yeah. But anyway, the tour continues and they bump into Velma. Shaggy meets Velma, sort of, for the first time. Yeah, he gets run over by her. Yeah. He gets bumped out of the way by this little midget lady. And Shaggy makes notice of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, because she's fucking basically Ant-Man. <laughs> Which, that's another thing. That didn't bug me as much as I thought either. Velma being so fucking short. No, it didn't look quite as as ridiculous or out of place in context. Yeah. Which, that's a that's going to be a big word. That's going to be a word for the, the word of the podcast is context. Yeah. In, in context, a lot of this stuff makes sense. But out of context, like we've had for the past five or six weeks, it doesn't make sense. I was just going to say, we're probably going to repeat a lot of what we're about to say because wow so much misrepresentation but anywho on the next page dude tells him to steer clear of Velma because there's something spooky about her and this I'm wondering if they're going to explore this later because Shaggy says too bad she's kind of cute oh for sure for sure they will and that's what I'm kind of afraid of because every time they've tried to do you know Shaggy and Velma Dayton Hasn't really worked out that well. Like, the entire first season of Mystery Incorporated. Ugh. Yeah, you didn't dig that? Not with, That was the one aspect of that first season that I just hated. Because Velma, I love Mindy as Velma. She was like a real bitch to him, right? Yeah, she fucking... Because, you know, Shaggy says like all the time. Here, put this rubber band on your arm. Every time you say like, snap it. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Oh, that's fucked oh, up. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a cunt. And she's fucking changing the way he dresses and shit, and she gave him these really tight pants and shit, and he's walking oh, yeah, like do, he's yeah, on I do remember stilts. That. Yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah, it, it was pretty fucking overbearing. Did they, they eventually broke up, didn't they? Yeah, towards the end of season one. Yeah. I think I told you about this when we were talking about Scooby, maybe in episode two. That whole first season, there was a lot of problems in it, like the... Shaggy Velma relationship, a few other things that I can't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much fixed all of them in season two. And okay. you said you hadn't seen season two. You've got to watch season two. Yeah, I've seen parts of it now, I think, because it's all on Netflix. Yeah. Um, when we first watched it, all I had was all I had was the one disc. Oh, yeah, so you only had those four episodes? But now it's all on Netflix, so we've I think we've watched a lot of them. But a lot of times for me, it's like background. Yeah. The kids are watching it, and I'm trying to do something else. Well, like I told you, you might want to be careful about those last three episodes of the series. Because I don't know, you know, how kids are today, but that might have been some freaky shit. Well, I can't say that because I was watching horror movies when I was a kid, like Freddy Krueger and shit. Oh, well, my kids don't, so they'll definitely probably... So, yeah. They'll be creeped out. If it's it's creepy, they'll be creeped out. Well, like I said, there's a lot of... There's a fucking demon and shit in there. Mm-hmm. And it, it does get creepy. There's deaths and all that. Mm. But anywho, back on track to this. The 
Shaggy Velma thing. I'm a little bit worried about that because every time they've done it, it hasn't worked. Worked That um, second TV movie I told you about, Curse of the Lake Monster, they tried it there and it was pretty fucking stupid too. That was basically the whole theme of that movie. Fucking stupid. I was really surprised when we first saw Mystery Inc. and it was like, oh, they're a thing? That's weird. Yeah. That seemed really weird. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you pay attention to the old series. Yeah, that they would, the put, they would be series. two couples. Well, I mean, not not just that, but, like, they always kind of paired off. Fred and Daphne, like, you know, at the end of the episodes or when they'd go to a dance or something. I think, like, the Creeper episodes specifically, they were at, um, you know, a malt shop. Shaggy and uh, Velma paired off. Fred and Daphne paired off, and they're all dancing together. Um... The one caveman episode. Scooby was dancing with the caveman costume. Velma and Shaggy are dancing. Fred and Daphne are dancing. So it does make sense. So I'm guessing that's where they got the inspiration for Mystery Inc. It was just poor execution because Velma was an overbearing bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, blame it on the writers. Who else am I going to blame it on? I ain't going to blame it on Mindy because she's awesome. Yeah, they can only read what's on the page. Back to the issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the dude, Blatsky's showing Shaggy around, and he shows him to the dogs that he's going to be trying to train. Right, because they're trying to train these dogs for the military. Try to, or try to, so we think. Yeah, or so they say. It's their smart dog program where they... where That's where the fucking emoji eye comes in. Right, they've like implanted chips and shit in them to make them be able to talk, and you Which find out... I, didn't I say that? Did you? You probably did. I think I, I hope I did, and I think I did, then fuck with their brains or something to help them talk. Right. I think yeah, I think what you I did. said. I think you did say that. So, hey, I score one for me. Yeah. So, yeah, see, they are they are kind of cyborgs. Yeah. I know we definitely said that. Would, was it they, What if they were kind of cyborgs? And if you look at these, this is something that kind of annoys me, because as we'll talk about in a minute, Scooby's basically a failed experiment. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, that he was the failure and that's why he talks all fucked up because he's he didn't he didn't take he to didn't the, advance like the rest of them. Yeah, like supposedly the rest of them can talk like a, almost like a human, and he's got yeah. like he's got fucked up speech. Which how and, weird would that be? I mean, it's the whole concept is weird of a fucking talking dog. But I was thinking about it like when when he says they converse they converse some of them converse better than you. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that'd be fucked up. And then I'm like, oh my god, in the cartoon, Scrappy talked like a person. Yeah. How fucked up would that be? I mean, it, like I said, the whole idea of a talking dog's weird, but to think that the dog wouldn't be, you know, eloquent and shit, like, just, you know, waxing poetic and whatnot. Yeah, well, I hate to tell you, but it doesn't matter how much you fuck with their brains, they're not going to talk. Oh, yeah. They, they, don't, they, they don't have the right kind of uh, anatomy to talk. Yeah. But still, just think about it. A, a talking dog, it's weird to think of an eloquent dog, but... So, you know, it's easier to accept, you know, hello. Yeah. But then you got a dog who's like, hey, man, what's up? It's like, whoa, um, I don't know. Right. And you're right. We have seen it before with Scrappy, but I don't know. It just seems it's a weird idea when you think about it. Yeah. Well, my point was, like, he talked like a normal, but I don't I don't know that. Uh, did the human beings understand him in, on that show? I can't remember. Yeah. Did they? Okay. Yeah. I don't have the first season of that, but, like, in... Um, where it was Scrappy and the gang, but I have, like, 13 ghosts, and yeah, 
Daphne understood him. Flim Flam understood him. Okay. Uh, Van Gool understood him. So it's not like a Stewie situation where it's like, can they understand him? Can they not understand him? What's going on here? But the weird thing about this panel, where they're showing off all the dogs, the four dogs and Scooby. Uh huh. If you look at them, Scooby's fucking naked, and they've all got the hookup. Yeah, they're all covered in tech. And even later when Scooby's got the tech, he doesn't have nearly as much as they do. They've got shit on their arms that probably makes them bionic. They've got well, yeah, cause shit all around their necks. Yeah, because they're the advanced ones. I know, but, I mean, come on. These dogs are fucking tearing the shit out of them. Yeah. The dude says later he should have been euthanized immediately. Why the fuck don't you give him a fighting chance? Well, he probably didn't take to it. It probably wasn't just that he can't speak right. He probably didn't, you know, those implants and stuff probably didn't, you know, he probably didn't accept them like the other ones did. He seems to accept the emoji eye, though. Yeah. Later on. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, Shaggy's seeing... Well, tell him what you spotted in here. Because I didn't even fucking notice it until you said something. Well, there's the three dogs... Well, there's four dogs that are about to attack Scooby, and... Because they're picking on him because he's slow, basically. Yeah, yeah, because he's the weak one. Yeah. Um, but one of them is a tiny little puppy, so I'm saying that's Scrappy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My voice cracked on that. So we can go back to the solicitation for for issue two. Do you have that handy? Uh, I don't think I do. Okay, well, it said something about the gang has to escape a an underground facility, and they have to get through a mutated puppy and his gang or whatever. And when we read that, we're thinking that like, it's a completely separate adventure, right? Like they've, yeah, they've stumbled into this place and, but that's not the case at all. It's going to be, you know, well, we'll get back to it. Cause it's, we'll, we'll time jump again back into the main issue, the main story. And at the end of that, we find out they're in the facility already and they get locked in. And these are, these dogs are in here being trained those are the ones that they're going to have to fight and get past to get out of this place. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's fucking good thinking right there. I hadn't even pieced that together. That's why I was saying that's that's another piece of, like, not misinformation, but kind of like misleading information. Yes. Because, you know, the solicitation made it sound like something completely different, like completely disconnected from issue one. But now when you hear yeah. them... Now when you read that, knowing what you know from this issue, it's like, oh, well, yeah, okay, it's, it makes total sense now. Yeah, okay, I'm pulling up the solicitation. Now, that's fucking... God damn, I didn't even piece that together. Ta-da! Okay, here's the solicitation. Uh, the apocalypse continues as Scooby and the the gang explore a mysterious facility that may hold the, hold the key to their survival. Little do they know that a particularly powerful puppy and his gang of mutated mutts are waiting in the shadows and they're ready to attack you fucking pieced it all together right there i was still skeptical but that that's shit that's scrappy right there and if you pay close attention he's in one two three four panels and you barely fucking notice him i don't know why i did i just i was like hey that's a tiny little oh wait that's a tiny little dog. I'll bet that. I'll tell you what it is right now. I was I was still blinded by my fucking anger. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I almost completely blocked out the fucking solicitation yeah. for issue two. Because I got to tell you, I was really fucking pissed. Not only was I scared to read this, I was still pissed. But yet, god damn, man. 
You wouldn't believe the fucking huge grin I've got right now. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it makes it a lot more, um, makes it fit better. That's what she said. I'm going to let that pass. <laughs> I fucking love this backup, but I just, I love it even more now. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why I really liked it. One of the other, you know, among the other things that we'll talk about in a minute, this, the fact that this ties in with the next episode or the next issue. It was like the backup was almost better than the main story. Oh, it definitely was. It's more satisfying anyway, we'll put it that way. But that's yeah. just because that's just this is a, a self-contained beginning, middle, end. Okay, well, moving along while he picks his jaw up off the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shaggy sees that this fight's about to go down and is like, decides he needs to stop this because he knows Scooby's just going to get tore apart. So he just like storms into the training room or the, the kennel and uh you know the fight is on and scooby's getting his ass kicked he just walks in and like fucking dog whispers him tells him all to back off and they just no sleep. no no he huh? says hey back the hell off they're still real fucking mean looking he's now and that right there was like holy shit that's awesome he takes no shit man they're all kind of looking at him still and he goes you heard me go and they all fuck off. You were talking about the art being kind of meh. A little bit, yeah. Look at these two panels of Scooby Cowering right here. Yeah, no, that was good. That's good. When I was reading this, I was looking at that, and it's like, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, no, the no, like the environments and the non-human people, non-human stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. But it's I, my my beef was more with like the colors and the. The, the human designs. Yeah. Well, the shading on that panel with Shaggy saying now, the shading on his face, that's kind of weird. Yeah, right? It looks looks funny. And that goes back to one of our other early issues of, you know, digital art. It's got weird shadows on his face, and it makes his face look cut up. This art reminds me a lot of, like, Batman 66. So um, it's like, it's kind of hit and miss. Like, some aspects yeah, you, of it's good and some's not. The colors don't ever really look quite right to me. It's it's really fucking weird now that, you know, you fully explain that. Because if you look at Shaggy, it does. It looks like he got in a knife fight with somebody because he's got fucking cuts and divots all over his fucking face. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't like that. But yeah, the non-human characters are pretty fucking beautiful. That last panel there, Scooby with his tail between his legs and he's kind of hunched over. That is, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreakingly sad, but it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, and so basically the, the doctor guy, or the, the lab guy comes in and says, you know, they should have destroyed him a long time ago, and we'll, we'll do it now. I'll, just, I'll, I'll send the order to have him put down. Before that, after Shaggy fucking saved Scooby's ass, dude comes in and goes, that was extremely, recklessly, profoundly stupid and quite impressive. I guess trying to sell just how mean these fucking dogs are. But anywho, yeah. Back to what you were saying. They're going to have him put down. Obviously, having read the main story first, and it's Scooby-Doo, that didn't happen. <laughs> right, this would be a pretty fucking short series. <laughs> Unless they fucking changed it to Shaggy Apocalypse. <laughs> they euthanized him and then they raised him from the dead, and he's a zombie dog. Oh, that'd be so metal. <laughs> 
But yeah, homeboy comes in and is like, that dog's stupid, we're killing him. And for the second time in two minutes, fuck it, a minute, Shaggy comes in and saves Scooby's ass and tells him, I don't think so, asshole. Tells him that he's gonna train Scooby up, too. And teach the others to respect him. Which, that that's interesting. They're ready to fucking shred him to bits. How are they gonna respect him? I don't know. Just because Shaggy loves him? Or, well, Shaggy likes him. We'll get to the love in a second. <laughs> Dude tells him if you can do that, he'll buy him a beer after work, which that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a pretty good, pretty good exchange about, um, you know, okay, fine, you can, uh, you can take this dog and do what you want with him and try to get the other dogs to respect him, but, you know, it's not my problem if you get sh- torn to shreds. That's not covered in your workman's comp or whatever. Yeah, I told him you should have looked at those contract signs a little closer. Yeah. Look at that top panel here on this last page on the right side. The dude's walking away and Shaggy's standing there with Scooby. Yeah. What do you think of that one? Well, that looks pretty cool. I think Scooby looks humongous. That's what I was getting at. That It's like, how the fuck can they beat that giant fucking dog up? And better yet, do you know how much it would cost to feed that motherfucker? I don't know, man. Great Danes are pretty fucking big. I know. Have you ever seen one in person? Yeah. Um, my my neighbor across the alley here had one for a little while. I think she named it Duke or something. He was spotted like a Dalmatian, and I was in love with that dog. Those things are fucking huge. It was post-99, so I was real heavy into Scooby, and it's like, we got a great day, and it was like, I love him! <laughs> and he was. He was fucking huge. They've got like an eight-foot privacy fence. This motherfucker jumped it. I believe it. Jumped it and ran away. I believe it. He could stand up on his hind legs and probably get his feet on the top. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Sometime before I die, I'm getting me one. Yeah, the only sad thing about them is they don't they live don't very live long. They don't live long. They live a ridiculously short lifespan. I Yeah, I think it's like nine or ten years. If you're lucky. It's more like seven or eight. And they do have a lot of hip problems and stuff, too. Most big dogs do. And that yeah, I know. Sucks. Well, way to bring it down, man. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, homeboy tells him, you know, if you get fucked up, it's not our problem. Tells him, nice to meet you, bye, and fucking leaves. And then he starts to rethink his decision to work at this crazy place. Uh-huh, he fucking says it right here. Dental benefits or no dental benefits. I'm telling Blatsky that I'm quitting effective immediately. And <laughs> Scooby gives him this look. <laughs> Uh, and he tells him, no, 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 don't look at me like that. Yeah, he's giving him, like, googly eyes and whatever, because he saved his life. And Shaggy's like, I don't care, I'm still leaving. But then Scooby says he loves him. And they drop a fucking bombshell on you there, man. And, yeah, you call me a pussy if you want. That made me cry. (laughs) And Shaggy says, I don't care if you... Wait a minute, did you just talk? Uh Because at this point, he doesn't even know that he talks. Yeah. Well, because the dude fucking sold him as, you know, fucking retard. I don't think he said anything about the dogs talking, but it's just like, he's the stupid one. So, even if he does know that they can talk, if you're dealing with the fucking idiot of the bunch, why would you think he can talk? But yeah, that uh, that hit me right in the fucking field, man. <laughs> yeah, that that made up for any, any kind of, any gripes you might have had with the, the main story. It was like, oh... Mm-hmm. It is Scooby Doo. It's like, yeah, they real, they actually do, or they actually might know what they're doing. Yeah, they at least got that dynamic right. Yeah, 
Because, oh boy, let me tell you, they didn't get some of the other dynamics right. Mm-mm, not yet. Which, we'll get to that in just a second, I swear, but I want to read this last bit. Because when Shaggy says, wait, did you just talk? And Scooby goes, uh-huh. Shaggy just puts his hand over his face and goes, huh, I really should have read those contracts. Because he knows right then and there, they're fucking connected for life. He may just be in over his head with this place. <laughs> that too. But yeah, you said it might just be better than the main story. Those, That last page, not just the last two panels, that last page right there just makes it perfect. Yeah, it was a good way to end it, end the issue. Backup story I loved, absolutely fucking loved. And now here's where things start to go a little bit, I don't want to say off the tracks, but it doesn't reach the same heights as that backup at any point. Well, the main story is, if you look at it, it's a lot of exposition and a lot of setup. Yeah. A lot of explaining what's about to happen. and then True, but I mean... I and mean, then by the, the backup end, sets up the whole Scooby Shaggy dynamic, and it fucking works. Well, that's a little less complicated than <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> than, than the the shit that Velma's up to. Yeah, which boy is she up to something? And yeah. you notice later, she, you can tell she's up to something. She's trying to hide it. Well, yeah, she's one. Well, we'll get to it, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But I mean, it's pretty obvious what what she's yeah. hiding. First page, and this is part of that preview that was on, I think, TV Guide or something that I read. Yeah, those six pages I didn't read. Yeah. And I'll be honest, still, these six pages aren't the best fucking showcase of what this book is or could be. No. I mean, if they show you any more, it would have been, you know, spoilers and shit. Yeah, big time. Yike. You could have just fucking quit talking so much and saying stupid shit and just let us go because that... Those, like I said, when I read them, those six pages didn't help. But anywho, Paris, one year ago, Velma's fucking looking out over the city and sees everybody being happy and kissing and strolling and going to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Fucking And calls them all fucking idiots. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, that was a different book I was reading. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) No, I want to hear it. What'd you say? Oh, you'll hear it. (laughs) eventually huh oh god that's gonna be a painful wait and calls them all idiots because the world's going to hell in a handbasket and they're coating it in a worthless romantic veneer why so serious velma yeah no shit so so see here the character design on her is this this is like where it's the worst i think but I have a real yeah. problem with her fucking red nose. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's she got looks a real like fucking... red, red pepper nose, like a fucking drunk. I was gonna say she looks like me after fucking cutting grass. Her nose is all raw and inflamed <laughs> and shit. And she's one of my main problems with this too. She's grumpy as fuck. Oh yeah, she is pretty joyless. Which I mean, she was always like the the straight man for the, the group. But I mean, she True, was always she, she was always the nerdy pissy. stuff shirt. Yeah, but I mean. Her and Daphne were always, for me, like, two halves of the perfect woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because Velma's fucking whip-smart, and Daphne's hot as a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I I just imagine you sitting there being like, did he just call a cartoon character hot? No, I do it all the time. It's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing weird about it. I was going to say, I know you fucking spanked it to Jessica Rabbit, so don't you give me no shit. 
Uh, not her. She's a tramp. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking, you see what she was doing with that car? What the fuck? <laughs> but anywho, <laughs> uh, God, that's going to be the fucking theme of the episode, too. Anywho. Yeah, that's the theme of the last seven episodes, last six episodes. I say it a lot, do I? Uh, yeah, I've cut a few. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I gotta come up with something else. I leave most well, of them. Well, fuck a donkey. <laughs> what? I leave most of them in, but some of them I've cut. Like, if you do them, like, <laughs> within 30 seconds of each other, I'm like, well, we'll, we'll just take that one out. <laughs> uh Behind the scenes of how fucking catchphrasey I am. I almost just said it again. <laughs> oh, God damn. Back to the book. Velma releases some kind of fucking weird looking techno. At this point, I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, it looks like green glitter. It looks like fucking green digitized glitter. I saw this and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because she says, I'm going to do something to save every last one of you and this planet you're destroying. Flings the shit out and says, I hope. And it's like, what? And then I didn't actually block this piece of information because it's one of those things where we were talking about it. And you said something about, you know, it sounds like she's fucking causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, she hopes. So she's the one causing the problems, yeah. But what the fuck is she doing? Because, I mean, it looks like those, how they always put that checkerboard pattern on Archie's head and shit. That's what it looks like, but green. That looks weird, too. And then we we get to the fucking opening page at, what the hell do they call it? Blazing Man? Yeah. It's not Burning Man, at least. So that's some misinformation. It's just as fucking bad, though. Well, yeah, but the misinformation comes in when they're like, Fred and Daphne meet up, meet at Burning Man or go to Burning Man or something. Well, yeah, they go there for a specific reason. They don't go to Burning Man. They go there yeah. for a reason, which they don't tell you that in the article. Oh, fuck no, because that would ruin it. Right. So let's just make you think that there are a couple of douches. Uh, well, look at Fred. He's obviously a douche. Kind of is. Although they have a really great moment with Fred later on. That is pure fucking Fred of the last 27 years. That's just fucking... They got him completely wrong. Yeah, he's, he's kind of dim. Which, like I said, that fits, but how fucking wimpy and stupid he acts... Well, not stupid, because that's dim. Oh, I just realized he's got a neckerchief on. <laughs> sort of. You it's didn't not, notice that? Well, I didn't. I noticed it, but I didn't realize that... That was the replacement for the neckerchief. It's just a, uh, like a bandana. Yeah, instead of the uh, instead mascot. of an ascot. Yeah. One thing I really want to mention about this opening page, and I want to know if you notice it. Do you notice who's not credited on here? Um, no. Who? They don't credit fucking Hanna Barbera. Oh. They don't credit Ruby or Spears. The only spot that they say anything about Hanna Barbera. Is in the very back where it says copyright 2016 Hanna-Barbera. All Hanna-Barbera characters and elements. Copyright and trademark Hanna-Barbera. That's the only mention of Hanna-Barbera that I could find. Hmm. Interesting. And I was like, wow, that's fucked up. Because they fucking credit the writers, the artists, and they give Jim Lee credit for the concept. They credit Jim Lee for the cover. 
They credit all the variant cover artists, but not a single mention of Hanna-Barbera anywhere. Or Ruby Spears. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, it must have been part of the agreement. You know what I just noticed, I think? What? Did you see that dog right there? On that first page underneath that broad with the feathers? Oh, yeah, is it, uh... Dynamut! Yeah. I just noticed that. That's cool. Yeah, he even has a D on his chest, huh? Yeah. Uh, thanks, BF. Yeah, you know, I thought that dog looked familiar. Yeah. Fred and Daphne are at Blazing Man, which is the douchey cousin to fucking Burning Man, to meet somebody. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. And they have a little fucking tiff here because nothing's mentioned about YouTube either. Yeah, they weren't YouTube, washed up YouTube stars. They were fucking, they're washed up network TV stars. Yeah, and not even washed up, just ratings are down. Well, no, they're pretty washed up because they went from network TV to To overnight on the knitting channel. Well, true. I would call that washed the fuck up. Yeah, I guess so. But it's still better than YouTube. Yeah, but still, they're washed up from somewhere. I know, but I mean, it's 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 less retarded yeah. for them to be washed up TV stars than washed up YouTube stars. Fucking totally. Where the fuck did that come from? I they're have no washed idea. up YouTube stars. Because no as idea. you told me, there's not a single mention of fucking YouTube in here anywhere. Although she does say something about a show she had before that one, doesn't she? Uh... Maybe that's more information to come is like maybe she was on youtube and that's how she got the tv show either way it's not the same thing as what we read in the preview yeah again we got to get back to that there's so much misinformation that just sounded retarded i don't know how anybody was looking forward to this book based on the stupid fucking shit they were saying because that's exactly wasn't what it was stupid bullshit yeah they definitely made it sound way not cool <laughs> mm-hmm But yeah, Fred's her cameraman on her knitting channel show called Daphne Blake's Mysterious Mysteries. Her cameraman slash pipe layer. I doubt it. I don't know. He's when they're walking away, he's got his arm around her. Does he? Yeah, on the on the next page at the top. Oh yeah, he does. Right above her ass crack. Huh. I didn't notice that either. I was kinda hung up on that fucking stupid name though. Daphne Blake's Mysterious Mysteries. Why couldn't they have gone mystery, and pulled... Well, I mean, that would have been cool, but I was saying, as the kids say these days, go deep cuts and go to Zombie Island, coast to coast with Daphne Blake. Oh, okay. But see, why would they do that? Clearly fucking Jim Lee didn't do his fucking research. <laughs> he didn't even research his own comic. Yeah. He, he really did. He pissed me off the most out of everybody, saying there's never been an origin. As I fucking told you there's been many of them but that would have been a cool little you know inside joke easter egg whatever the fuck you want to call it for you know somebody like me coast to coast with Daphne Blake that would have been cool moving on Shaggy sees him walking away and shit and it's all fine and well yeah so this is this is Scooby and Shaggy coming into the story they're at they're at Blazing Man as well and again they have a reason to be there Right. They're not just fucking... They're not just randomly there. Hey, let's there. go to fucking Burning Man, Blazing Man, whatever the fuck. And you know, I mentioned earlier that the emojis aren't that intrusive. I read these six pages, and right here on this last panel, after he gets the emoji eye on, they do have the stream of emojis. 
Mm-hmm. And it bugged me in the preview, but here you barely notice it because later on they don't overdo it. Right. Well, and you know what? As I'm looking at this, I think it literally is like those bubbles pop up for everything that he's looking at, like everything he sees, like something that, you know, he's walking through the crowd and bubbles are popping up. Yeah. So it makes sense that there would be a, a stream of them, you know, if, yeah, they're, if they're projecting still, his thoughts. Yeah, but that's going to get, that would get annoying. Yeah. Especially if it's as fucking nonsensical as it is on the cover. Yeah. Because it's like those people who just pound out 20 emojis and it's like, I, I don't know what the fuck this means. Right. Well, one of the cool things. At least things, here they're using it right. Yeah. And one of the cool things that you find out on this page, too, is like nobody can see those but Shaggy. Yeah. He's got special contact lenses that let him see that receive those signals. Yeah. So so it's not like the whole world is watching these bubbles float by. And, yeah, that is really cool because, holy shit, that would be annoying. Right, and that's what Even I thought if, when we saw the preview stuff was like, oh, this is fucking dumb. He's going to walk around with these. Like, that seems really dumb. And it, it's kind of cool if you look real close on that panel where they're close on his uh, face when Shaggy says, let's go get some food. Y- yeah. You can see the little projector there. It kind of does look a little neat. Yeah. And, again, it's not that obtrusive. <laughs> the pissy little cat staring at him as they walk by. Mm-hmm. Shaggy, Scooby's kind of acting a little depressed because he wants his glasses, apparently. Or his goggle. Let's see if there's an explanation for that. Eh, not really. And Shaggy's putting his job on the line taking Scooby out of the joint. Because, apparently... He's mad at him because he won't put the goggles on him. Yeah. But he's trying to... He's, they're and, trying to keep a low profile. That's why he won't put the goggles on him. So he's all pissed off at Shaggy. He eventually figures out that they're not going to look any more weird than any of these other freaks that are <laughs> walking yeah, around. Yeah, I was so. going to say, because there's a fucking chick right here with purple face, purple feathers, and a yellow star painted on her face. And then there's a dude who looks like Hellboy with a monocle and a top hat. So, yeah. Ain't no way fucking dog's gonna shoot out with a goggle on his eye. And one of the things that bugs me, it still bugs me, because there's no explanation for why. Why the fuck does his dog tag look that stupid? I have no idea. Why can't it just be the fucking diamond or whatever we're used to? Instead, they've got it looking like Superman's shield with a flat bottom. Don't make no sense. I don't know. Well, his whole collar is kind of weird looking, but that's because it's all connected to the to that tech stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all the same style as as all of the headgear and all the tech pieces that are on those other dogs. It looks like they're all the same style, so, I mean, at least it fits in-world. Yeah, but I mean, come on, how hard is it to give him the fucking correct shape? It's petty, I know, but fuck. (laughs) So Shaggy took him for a walk, like broke him out of the facility. When he's not supposed to. When he's not supposed to. Apparently it's not the first time either. Yeah, that was gonna say you flip to the next panel as they're going for food which turns out scooby wants pizza shock (laughs) which that comes back in a second in a pretty funny way on this page here we go back to velma and it bugs me because we see a security guard who sees the same panel we did on his screen Mm -hmm. which that's kind of creepy that they've got little cameras following him but i guess it makes sense if it's it's probably those drones. Probably yeah, one of those drones probably, from the cover. But, yeah, it probably is, but you don't see it anywhere. No. It kind of looks like... You see that little spiked light ball thing there at the top page where he's putting the headgear on him? Yeah. If you look down at that bottom panel, 
it kind of looks like it might be coming from one of those because you see the spikes from the light ball and there's a blue one over here. Oh, yeah, you're right. coming out of it and they're, they're covering right. the camera. Yeah, you're right. There's probably a camera hidden in there. Mm-hmm. Like over on the other page before it, there's some of those hanging in the air. Yeah, you're right. So it might be they're watching these fucking greasy slime covered assholes who are Well as as you're gonna find out the this facility is underneath where this blazing man takes place, so Yeah, yeah. Probably, they probably they it's probably just yeah. At. They're probably not necessarily just watching these guys, but they're just that's their security in Making general. Sure nobody, yeah. I was gonna say watching these fucking writhing naked in the mud, screaming obscenities and Esperanto assholes. That's a quote from Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Which that I was like, holy shit, that sounds fucked up. Uh huh. But yeah, that's what that's what my guess is. Like all these weirdo light bulb or light balls that are hanging in the air with the spikes. Like you said, part of their security system, making sure none of these freaks break in or stumble across anything. So yeah, so we see that security guy tells Velma that Shaggy's got a dog out outside the facility again. Oh no no no. He says the hipster doofus. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to gloss over that, but... No, we can't gloss over it, because that's one of the things that really bugs I didn't want to pick the scab. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's not even the hipster thing, which, surprisingly, after how much they fucking plugged that, and Jim Lee fucking said anybody who's got a problem with it only has a problem with it because they're a hipster, they really don't lean on the fucking... Annoying hipster contrarian just to, you know, be contrarian bullshit. Right. Yeah, I didn't think he came across very hipster at all other than, you know. Other than the haircut, the beard, and the shit in the ears. Yeah, I didn't think his personality was very hipster at all. Again, misleading, misinformation, flat out fucking lies. But yeah, they call him a fucking hipster doofus and... Yeah, so it almost makes me wonder if if that's part of, that was part of their marketing ploy was to make it sound stupid so that when it when it turned out not to be stupid people were yeah. would be more excited like this isn't bad at all i've wondered the same fucking thing like was this but it's like was that all part of the plan to like generate controversy and shit and then yeah because i mean once you have controversy as eric bischoff said controversy creates cash yeah but see the thing is that's a delicate balance because they could have turned a lot of people off. I'm sure they, they, yeah, I'm sure they did. The only reason I even read it was because we do this podcast, to be honest with you. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have bothered. I, and I wouldn't have fucking blamed you. But I knew we were going to talk about it, so that's why I picked it up and was like, well, we gotta, gotta read it now. Yeah, we can't just fucking shit on it and be like, have people be like, so what'd you think? I don't know, I, I didn't read yeah, it. Yeah, it sucked, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it. It, it really doesn't make any sense why they would do that other than, you know, hey, if we fucking make it sound like dog shit, people might be interested. But again, that's a tight That's a risky fucking... gamble, yeah. Back to the story. It, it does bug me the way, and I think I said this when we were talking about it, these preview pages. Velma fucking keeps talking about how big of a doofus Shaggy is. Here she says, Rogers may be a doofus, but he's a gentle doofus. Or he's a gentle, good-hearted doofus. And so is the dog. If he's so fucking stupid, why would you keep him on? Why not just fucking take the chips out of Scooby's head, fire him, and be like, go on, asshole, we don't want you here. You're too stupid. Well, I mean, there's a difference between stupid and doofus. 
Is there? Doofus is just kind of goofy, weird, and like, you know, maybe a doofus is cool. To me, they're interchangeable. Yeah, I don't know. I think stupid is way more harsh than doofus. To me, it's the, you know, the kind way of saying it. Yeah. So you don't hurt nobody's feelings, which tells you why I never use the word doofus. Because <laughs> if I'm going to fucking slap you, I'm going to slap you hard. <laughs> Velma's walking through the complex, talking to herself after telling the dude to leave the doofus and the doofus dog alone. Yeah, she's got she's to gotta be somewhere. Yeah. And she's being real cagey about that. And there's a funny moment in a page or so. But she's walking out away from the security dude. And there's another security dude standing there. And he says, shall I accompany you, doctor? And he's like, oh, no, thank you. Which, (laughs) that's kind of suspicious in and of itself. The way she's like, oh, I gotta go, Jimmy. And then homeboy's like, hey, you need some help? She's like, oh, no, no, no. And then on the next page, she's comments about how she's talking to herself about going to meet with somebody i wonder who she's going to meet i don't know i don't know it's a mystery i do like how she has uh the orange knee highs yeah well jim lee one of the few things he said that didn't piss me off oh right he didn't want he'd want to change her right yeah because she's his favorite character so he didn't change her much he just added the lab coat to be honest i think the Although it's not handled very well, and on this first panel of the next page where she's talking to herself, mm-hmm. back to your point about the drawing and the shading and the art in general on the human characters, she's got weird fucking light spots on her hair that really don't make any logical sense. Oh, like they're the reflections of the lights? Yeah. Yeah, it does look a little strange. But the look in and of itself, it works, I think. Yeah, well, that panel in particular, I think, is the best. She looks the best in that one, I think, probably in the whole book. Yeah, probably not too far off base. Because well, there are some panels where she looks downright ugly, like fugly. That's something, I think I might have told you this. In the main Scooby book years ago, mm-hmm. they always had trouble drawing Velma, which I don't really understand why, because... I would think she has, you know, some of the least detail of everybody. Yeah. Because you can use the glasses to cover up half of her fucking face. You don't have to worry about eyes, eyebrows, and eyelashes because her hair kind of covers her eyebrows and the glasses do. Yeah, I think that's like the hardest part of the face. Yeah. But they would give her this huge fucking bulbous nose back in the day that made her look like a toad. (laughs) And I mean, there's, there's a couple panels in here where... Yeah, her nose looks like it looks like same thing. Like Owen Wilson or something. Or sometimes, like, let's skip ahead a couple pages. She's got a fucking tomato on her nose, cause or on her face. Yeah, it's weird. Her, it's real huge, bulbousy, and again, still red. But she's walking through the complex, talking to herself, and she realizes, oh shit, I'm talking out loud in a complex that has fucking listening devices everywhere. What the fuck are you doing? That was pretty funny. Yeah, that's another thing. This is pretty fucking funny. I mean, it's not laugh a minute, you know, every page you're laughing your ass off, but it's got some really funny moments in it. Yeah, I have to say the writing in this is really good. Yeah, far better than I expected. So she's running out of the complex to go meet some people because she's, I'm trying to see what her exact wording is about betraying the complex, which is basically what she's doing. I can't find it. Oh, well, fuck it. She's talking out loud, and she goes running to her meeting place, and we cut back to Fred and Daphne. They're still having a spat. They're still ragging on each other. Because this girl's late by two minutes. 
Or I should say this person. Yeah, the person they're supposed to be meeting didn't show up on time. And if you look at Fred, he kind of looks like a little boy playing cowboy in that first panel back. I know, doesn't he? Doesn't he? With that with that uh, mm. bandana around his neck. Because it does look like he could, just, yeah. he could just pull that up over his nose and, like, rob a bank. Yeah. Give him a fucking black hat and you're off to the races on that one. Oy. These designs are fucked up. I would... I don't know if I said it yet, but I think Daphne's probably the only design that I really like other than Scooby. Yeah, she looks pretty normal. I mean, she doesn't look too far off of what, like, a, a realistic-looking Daphne would look like. Like a non, non-cartoony, non non-animated. And in that last panel on this page, she kind of looks like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But still, I like Daphne and Scooby's designs. It just seems like they really don't care about any of the other characters. But yeah, they, they're waiting to meet up with somebody. And on the next page, all of a sudden, a fucking rock starts moving. Scares the living shit out of Fred. And we get the moment that, like I said, it's pretty much right out of a pup named Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this really did make me laugh out loud. This rock opens up and out creeps. It's Velma, but it looks weird because she's in the shadows and shit. Fred freaks out and screams, Mole people! And throws his camera at her. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got this scene, this panel of the camera fucking smacking her in the head and knocking her out. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think Velma looks good in that panel, too. Yeah, where she's getting the shit knocked out of her. Yeah, That's just a coincidence. There's somebody, in this, there's somebody in this book I'd like to see get the shit knocked out of him. <laughs> but Velma's fucking down for the count, and Daphne looks at Fred and goes, Mole people? And he reminds her of an episode they did on people living at the, of a lost civilization at the center of the earth that he still has nightmares about. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, that is, it's straight out of fucking Pup. Just the goofy fucking conspiracy theory believing Fred. And the way she busts his balls about it is pretty good. Yeah. Cut back to Shaggy and Scooby. And they're talking to a dude that, or a chick, or I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be. Looks like Shaggy's being tranny tricked. <laughs> I think I think it's a I think it's a girl. I think it's a girl and I just I don't know. and I just realized she's wearing a watchman button. Oh shit, yeah. Well see why why I said I don't know is because it looks like a girl. But right up here, after this slinger of, I guess you want to call it food, I don't know, I wouldn't call it food, but who knows. After she keeps calling fucking Shaggy brother like she's Hulk Hogan or something, Shaggy says, thanks, brother. (laughs) So, that's why I said, I don't know, is this a dude, is it a chick, it's not important to the plot, but here's your fucking hipster. That right there, hipster. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was afraid Shaggy was going to be. But yeah, they're trying to sling some rice crust, gluten-free, no-mato sauce, tofu, cheese, nonsense, and calling it pizza. Yeah, some pusshole pizza. <laughs> and Shaggy just flat out says, Oh, but, but that's not pizza. That's... I don't know what that is. I guarantee, brother... That you and your canine companion will love it. And if we don't, do we do we get our money back? Of course not. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, and then Scooby says Ruck. And I swear to God, the first time I the first time I read it I thought he was saying fuck. 
(laughs) (laughs) I've seen a lot of reviewers, which if you're going to review something, you need to fucking think it through a little bit. A lot of reviewers said, wow, they're kind of going ballsy with this. Scooby even says, fuck. Are you serious? I saw, let's see, I've read, I've read like five reviews and I saw it in three. They said they were trying to be ballsy and have Scooby say fuck. Or they're trying to be edgy and Scooby even says fuck in one panel. Or maybe he says yuck. It's up to you to decide. Yeah, yuck or luck or duck or puck or any other kind of uck word. Could be anything. But let's just say it's fuck. (laughs) I don't want to. No, I'm saying they're I'm saying reading... I'm saying they're saying that. Let's just say it's fuck. I know. Let's just say it's fuck for the for the purpose of clickbait. Yeah. But I mean, I never even it never even cur- occurred to me that it could be fuck. Well, the only reason it occurred to I've me reading... is because my eyesight's not great, so at first I thought it literally said fuck. I don't know, you fucking <laughs> caught you caught Scrappy out. I didn't notice that. So your eyesight must be a little bit better than mine. But then after I thought about it for like half a second, I'm like, "Well, of course it's not." fuck and i'm like what is he saying oh wait he's saying yuck i got it i'm trying to pick pull up the dude on twitter who tweeted me about it because he he tweeted me the same thing and it was like okay unlike you they didn't think it through think it through because he's uh at jason underscore is it gross gross sorry for bitchering your name dude but if you've been listening this far you know i can't pronounce a fucking thing he says um, I thought Scooby was saying fuck in one panel. Took me a minute, but I figured it out. It was yuck. Yeah. And I replied to him and I said, unlike you, they didn't think it through. If you think it through for just a second, you can figure out what he says. And I think he said, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought to realize that there's no way that they would make him say fuck. <laughs> I don't care how edgy they want the book to be. He's not. Yeah, no way. And I was, uh... I was going to say, I've been reading, you know, reading and watching Scooby for going on 17 years now. Not for a second did fuck come into my mind. (laughs) He's, thanks, brother. Based on the fucking shitty description of the pizza, I was like, yuck. Yeah, no shit, it's yuck. And then there's that funny moment we were talking about earlier where the little turd emoji pops up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And like I said, I didn't even notice that the first time. Because, I mean, it's not a intrusive at all no it's teeny tiny which if they leave it like that i'll be fine with it uh real quick step out of the book for a second okay ross sent us another dm and says hey if you want something to complain about you can talk about how france is getting new episodes of be cool scooby-doo while the u while the u.s is sitting here waiting (laughs) (laughs) that's the show you don't like though right? sorry well i haven't seen any of it yet oh okay you don't like the way it looks, though. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is, sorry, Ross, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think you've seen it yet, so who knows? Hipster asshole's trying to sling some non-pizza, and as that's happening, Scooby gets a little alert, which this was cool, too. He gets a little alert that makes him think Velma's under attack, which the angle on that's kind of weird because it's from Fred's perspective. Oh, yeah, it sure is. It would have made more sense to look up at Fred smacking her. Because, yes, Fred knocked Velma the fuck out. And I would just like to imagine he's standing over and he goes, You got knocked the fuck out! Like in Friday. (laughs) I guess the angle on that must be like that. 
because it's it's him imagining it's not really like a projector it's not a I mean it's not like a security camera it's and he's not seeing it through her eyes well well but yeah but that's weird because Fred's hand is in the it says right here that maybe it's some kind of VR thing or something I don't know because on the splash page where Scooby comes to help Velma after there's a funny moment where Fred's smacking her face trying to wake her up and Daphne says, you really think slapping her is going to help? And Fred says, it works in the movie. <laughs> she says, you already hit her in the head with a camera. Please, don't make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking cricket down here. In your basement? Yeah. <laughs> it's loud as shit, dude. <laughs> Do you have a door that leads out from your basement? No. No? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. In, huh. Maybe it's not in here. Maybe it's. Because I'm at the front of the house, so maybe it's right yeah. right next to the front of the house, up up, um, right outside. Oh. But it is fucking loud <laughs> as shit, dude. It might as well just be sitting on this microphone doing doing its thing. <laughs> <sighs> maybe the mic won't pick it up. But on this page, the big splash where Scooby comes to protect Velma, and he looks fierce as fuck. Oh yeah, Velma says. He must have read the field emanations from my glasses and perceived you two as a threat. So what the fuck does that mean? Oh. Is it like VR and Oh well yeah, maybe I guess. Maybe it's I don't know, is it maybe like is it maybe like sonar or something? I don't know. But he's clearly connected to her glasses. Right, he could definitely yeah, so maybe it was more like a security camera. But then yeah, you're but right. It's still then... weird that it's from Fred's angle. Yeah, it is weird. Minor gripe, but I mean, come on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, let's look at that. Look at this panel of Scooby on top of that thing about to pounce and tear some assholes out. That, I would put that on a wall. Yeah, that's a pretty good page. And Fred, back to fucking yeah. pup. Fred says, he thinks it's werewolf! A, he thinks it's a werewolf. <laughs> so, Velma tries to calm Scooby down and we get a iconic moment here. Trying to do it justice. Where... Velma tells him to heal. Scooby oh, yeah. says, Okay. That was bad, but it all leads to this. Shaggy comes running up and, Scooby! Scooby-Doo! Where are you? Which, I liked how they fit that in, because it didn't seem, you know, too ham-fisted. No, he, and really, he didn't even get the you out. He says, yeah. says Scooby-Doo, where are... Oh, there you are. That leads Shaggy to see that Velma's outside the complex, too. Uh-oh. Somebody going to be in trouble. Uh-oh, Spadudios! And Shaggy right away is, Wait, why are you out here, Doc? You never leave the complex. What are you doing with that smoking hot babe from Mysterious Mystery? Yeah, he knows her He knows her from there because he watches her on the knitting channel. Yeah, with his grandma. Uh-huh. We forgot to mention that earlier. But it's kind of funny moment where Daphne says, First of all, I find the phrase smoking hot babe profoundly offensive. Second of all, if you've got a pen and paper, I'll be delighted to give you an autograph. <laughs> Just like, oh, God, lady, get out of your own fucking ass. Yeah, but that's that's Daphne for sure. Yeah, it is. It's one of the few moments where they actually fucking nailed her. But she looks goofy as shit in that panel. Oh, yeah, she looks awful. Her fucking she mouth looks like, looks like an asshole. She looks like, <laughs> she looks like they put a, uh, a red wig on the Velma model. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no shit. It's like he forgot who he was drawing for a second. He drew Velma's face on Daphne's head. 
Yeah, because she's got the fucking tomato nose I was talking about, which when Velma tells Shaggy or Scooby to heal, that's the tomato nose I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that's bad. It looks like they just fucking slapped a tomato on her nose or on her face. And if you look at it, Velma telling Scooby to heal and Daphne telling Shaggy she'll give give him an autograph, that is the same fucking model. It sure looks like it, doesn't it? They both have mouths like assholes and tomatoes for noses. Yep, it sure does. They're different different uh, angles, but goddamn, it does look like he drew the same person. And Scooby looks pretty fucking amazing right there when he says, Roquet. Oh, when he's got his head down. Yeah. yeah. Again, Porter knows how to fucking draw Scooby well. And then that the panel where Shaggy's saying, like, why are you out here? You never leave the facility. Where he looks like he's tweaking his mustache. He looks like yeah. he looks like fucking Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I was expecting him to say, "I'll be your Huckleberry." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'll never unsee that. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it looks just <laughs> like him. He does. Who was that? Val Kilmer was. Yeah. Yeah. He put a black hat on him. Like Holy shit! Holy shit! Ah, uh, Scoo- or Shaggy's Batman. <laughs> Not a good Batman. Yes. But Batman nonetheless. Not the worst Batman, but not a great Batman. Who would you consider the best or the worst Batman? Um, Probably George Clooney. Yeah. But uh, for that... me, it's him or Adam West. Oh, don't. Let's let's don't. Let's let's don't fight. <laughs> Let us not fight. <laughs> Back to the story. They all go into the complex. <laughs> and Velma takes him inside and starts showing off all the... Knowledge she's got in her head confusing the shit out of Shaggy, who thinks this is just a simple fucking military base where they make super smart doggies. Yeah, so this is like two or three pages of exposition starting here, where she basically lays out the whole situation of what's going on, and we get to find out (laughs) what it was that she released in Paris a year ago. And she makes herself seem innocent and all that. Right. Which, yeah, they could have made that a little less obvious. Yeah, when she says there's there's three three doctors run this facility, and then at one point she says starts to say four, and then she says three again. It's well, it's it, pretty obvious. It's four, that she... and then she starts to say five. But yeah. Oh yeah, okay. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Don't that do she's... a Jim Lee. Don't misinform. People. Don't do a Jim Lee and give misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, it's pretty obvious that she's one of the the people in charge of this place. And it's made painfully obvious when Daphne reads the page in that notebook and tells where all of the nanites were unleashed from. Yeah, yeah, and one of them is Paris. Yeah, because that's what that's what Velma was releasing in Paris. Nanites that are supposed to help make humans into the perfect race. Yeah, more passive to and eliminate more... eliminate their urges for violence and. All that fucking wonderfully human shit that I hate. Which I don't think nanites are the way to fucking fix it. Uh, probably not. But let's talk about this um, page after the rebirth ad. Yeah, which that's annoying, isn't it? A fucking two-page rebirth ad? I've always hated those two-page ads. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't bother me, I guess. Well, it's like it's why I like Dark Horse books, because they put all the ads in the back. I like to fucking read my story, and then I will gladly look at your ads, but when they're in the middle of the book and they take up that much space, it pisses me right, off, does, and I just Does anybody think nowadays that if somebody's reading a comic, they're not going to read the last few pages? They're just going to skip the ads for things they might like? Yeah. 
It's not like they're advertising fucking Tide in the back. You know what I mean? It's another <laughs> fucking comic book. Yeah, or fucking... It used to be like candy and shit. Yeah, fucking x-ray glasses and shit. Oh, yeah, or sea monkeys. Yeah. Or fucking, or fucking Mile High Comics. You can look at all you can look at all the comics and how much they're worth. No shit. Those were the days. <laughs> but anyway, the page after that ad, the fourth panel. What the fuck is yes. up with that fucking drawing of Velma? <laughs> My God. She's the fucking poster child for Duckface. There. I guess, or something. Some some kind of birth defect, man. She is <laughs> fucked up looking. I know. And Shaggy, look how fucking pissed he, he is. He is, like, super pissed, dude. Like, that is, like, way over the top. <laughs> it doesn't even match what he's saying. It barely... I know. I mean, he doesn't even have an exclamation point. Oh, yeah, he does. He does have an exclamation point. That's because point. He's, he's pissed about her shit-talking Scooby. Oh, right. This while is, yeah, this he is, thinks she's lying. Yeah. This is... this is Yeah, this is where she talks about how he's a, a failed experiment. He can't fucking talk right and... He's a waste of time. He lacks killer instincts. Yeah. Shaggy gets all pissed and, like, explodes in her face. But it's really it's really cool right here, because she's fucking just shitting all over Scooby, talking about he doesn't have the killer instincts and calling him a failure and all this. And Shaggy says, of course he doesn't have killer instincts. Scoob's a sweetheart. And just a tiny little speech bubble, you see, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny as shit. And then, like you said, he's it's over the top. Yeah, this drawing anger. man, he, he looks like he has like just lost his fucking mind. <laughs> I know. And then, but and then in, in the way, next panel he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is a little indignant in that next panel cuz he's ready to fucking turn on her. But in a way, Shaggy flying off the handle right there while it is over the top and kind of fucking worrisome. It goes to show you the bond that him and Scooby have formed in the last three years. Yeah, he's pretty defensive. Yeah. To say the least. You know how it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, you know, you start dating a chick and all your friends are like, dude, you've changed. Why don't you hang out with us anymore? And it's like, fuck you. I've hung out with you for 15 years. I want to hang out with her for a minute. And they're shitting all over her and shit. And so, yeah, it does make sense. But Shaggy get, gets real pissed because she's lying about what the complex really is. She's shitting all over Scooby. And then, then she actually does take them into the safe zone of the facility. And that's when everybody's like, oh shit, she's telling the truth. And this I thought was kind of goofy when he spots the door to the safe zone. And he, what a Shaggy's gotta do? What a Shaggy's gotta... Wait a minute. Where are we? Yeah, I've never been here before. I'd like to have this safe this safe zone, actually. Don't that look fucking awesome? This safe zone looks pretty fucking rad. It's two floors, and supposedly it's it's only four scientists, five, but there's four scientists who live here, but it looks really fucking small, and it looks cozy as fuck. Yep, there's four scientists and two beds, yeah. <laughs> and Velma sleeps on the couch and listens to it every night. Uh-huh, because nobody wants to fuck this troll lady. <laughs> Even to save the human race. Because yeah. that's what it is. The safe zone is for the four doctors or five doctors or whatever to lock themselves away when the nanites activate so they don't get affected by, or so that they're safe while all of humanity goes through their changes or whatever is going to happen to them. And they can come out as the fucking supreme overlords and control all the fucking 
Right, because that's... Passive zombies. Yeah, I think we kind of glossed over that, but that was what... That's why Velma turned on the facility, is she found out... She figured out that the other doctors were trying to make people more passive so that they could control... Right? Wasn't that what... Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to... trying to go be back able to, and find it real quick. Trying to enslave humanity, basically. So that's why she's spilling the beans to Fred and Daphne. Why she doesn't take it to the news, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... That That is one of the big problems of the story. Why don't you fucking call a major news organization? Why are you calling some fucking loopy broad and her wimpy ass cameraman from the knitting channel? Is it because she used to be hot shit? Are you trying to do her a favor? What the fuck is going on? Or is it because she thinks nobody else will believe her? That's possible. Nobody else would even agree to meet with her? Yeah. But these two are these two are desperate enough for ratings that they'll go meet anybody. They'll go meet somebody in the middle oh. of Burning Man. Hell yeah, Blazing Man, Blazing, Blazing Man. Blazing Man, sorry. <laughs> Patent pending. But yeah, I can't find the exact fucking quote now, where she says what they're doing. It's oh here it is. It's the nanites were dispersed across the globe like a contagion. Oh yeah, here here Daphne's the one that says it actually. So you and your friends wait out the transformation in the micro-sealed chamber, and then when the nanites have done their job, you rise up and take over the planet of docile slaves. Why'd you read that so robotic? You don't want to sound retarded like me? No. I don't know why. That fucking cricket's back, and it's throwing me off. I heard it that time. You hear it? God damn it, motherfucker. (laughs) Sometimes if you hit the wall, it'll... Scare them in the Hey, 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 leave that alone. It's our first guest. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I actually, nope, I take that back. It's our second guest because remember I had my sister here. Oh, sorry, my dog. <laughs> I don't want to get your panties in a bunch. This safe zone, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'd like that for my like, house, my man cave. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the grown-up version of... A little fucking treehouse getaway. So fucking cool. So they figure out that that's what the plan was, and Velma just plays innocent like she didn't know what was happening. And Shaggy's fucking baffled like, wait, how did all this shit happen without me knowing? Yeah, it's because you're a doofus. She keeps telling him, you're just a dog trainer. Yeah, and then... You're just a dog trainer. Yeah, and then Fred uh, makes the mistake of making fun of Daphne a little bit, and she turns around and, like, fucking punches him in the nose. (laughs) Which that, while it is a funny moment, that is like so out I of character. That. Yeah, that did not. I thought it was funny, but that's not. That does not seem to fit them at all. Especially when, as you pointed out, I didn't even notice. Apparently, they're fucking or something with the way he's groping on her fucking back like that. Because I'll tell you, chicks don't like you touching right above their ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't fucking putting it in them. Not usually. I've got the scars to prove it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking I go around getting all handsy and shit. But yeah, that, I don't like that at all. Yeah, and then as soon as that happens, then the alarms start going off. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Look at that panel right when he makes his joke. Oh, I know. It's, it's, look at, it's, look he looks at how terrible. fucking alien he looks. I know, it looks terrible. That's really And bad. the panel right above that, look at Shaggy. He's all of a sudden wearing eyeliner. Yeah, he looks like Dave Navarro or something all of a sudden. No shit. He went from looking, you know, decent. Well, I think, I swear, I think there's multiple art. Look, like, look at the credits. I don't think. Yeah. I think there are multiple. It's, they give oh, no, Howard it's, it's Porter, Porter all the credit. Porter gets all of it, huh? Yeah. 
I'm guessing he might have been under a time crunch or something because that's the only way that you can explain this. Yeah, it's weird because it it does it fluctuates a lot. Like the, the the designs. Look at Daphne on that top panel there. Look at how fucking disjointed her head is from her neck. Yeah, or like or like they had to be redone or something. I don't know. Or did it maybe a different and all different anchor or a different pencil or a different uh, colorist? I mean, or uh, something let's like check. like people got credit for it, but maybe. Well, the colorist is Hi-Fi, which is. When they say shit like that, isn't that like a it's group like a of company. colorists or something? That uh, could be. Yeah, so that could be part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, because like if you look at the those first pages when they're at Blazing Man, and compare that to the way it's colored in the end, these end pages. Yeah, it's fucking completely different. Yeah, it's it's a lot thicker. Yeah, like the the colors almost look like oil paints in the beginning of the book, and then at the end yeah. it looks like a comic book again. So it's the art changes completely. Which I think I would stick to the oil paints because that looked better. Yeah, normally I would go the other way, but yeah, based on this, yeah, I would stick the other way. <laughs> and look how fucking Peg Bundy Daphne's hair went. Yeah, it's all poofed up. All of a sudden, I'm waiting for her to go. Ow! But as you said, all of a sudden the alarms, the Velma's describing how the place would lock down. Or after she described how the place would lock down whenever the virus or nanites are activated. Yeah, and they can only be activated by... The five... I'm sorry, four? Yeah. Four? All, four scientists? All of the scientists have to turn their keys, I guess, to activate the nanites. But somehow, they've activated prematurely. Premature? Premature activation? Yeah, I couldn't say activation. <laughs> it would have been funny had you got it out. <laughs> yeah. Well... There's our fucking turd in the punch bowl for this episode. <laughs> so the yeah, so the alarms go off and all the doors shut, and now they're trapped in the safe zone. And Velma's fucking freaking out because we got auga, auga going off. She's like, this can't possibly be happening, but it is. And this is one of the problems with having her eyes covered. Although you can sort of see them, she's not really all that expressive. So you're, they're really relying on her mouth to convey, oh shit, what's going on? And it doesn't really work. No, most of, most of the time she's just, her mouth is just half open. It looks like almost the same mouth on every drawing. Yeah. You can see the fear and worry in Fred and Daphne's eyes. Sort of Shaggy's and Scooby with his emoji eyebrows, which those are kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to say, eyebrows. I was going to say, did you notice that those are, he's got emoji eyebrows that raise and lower and... And he's, he's got real eyebrows too. Oh yeah, he does. So they, they want to make sure they get his emotion across, which I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I could, I could do without the emojis, but the eyebrows, those are really cool. And you look at this, um, on this page where the lights go out look at the top panel there at scooby yeah notice how weird his mouth is his mouth yeah yeah it looks like they started drawing shaggy and we're like oh shit it's the dog <laughs> yeah he does kind of have a chin beard doesn't he <laughs> yeah which scooby's supposed to have whiskers on his chin yeah he had but... he had whiskers earlier <laughs> not but... like that and again that's why it's almost like a different penciler because uh-huh. on the pay on that previous page he's got like like thick hair on his chin too earlier in the book it was just like single whiskers mm-hmm. and but now it's like a full-on goatee he looks like shaggy should yeah i'm guessing what happened is porter just ran out of time yeah that could be and it just they didn't they didn't give the the uh fill-in artist or whatever credit i guess like maybe it was uh, an ass, like either, maybe it was an assistant 
I don't know. Or if I'm, he just rushed I, through it, I mean, think? I think he just rushed through it because if you look real close, it does look the same. It just looks hurried. Yeah. Because... It could be. Like, Velma specifically. All the other characters look different, but Velma, she looks like the same artist, just a little bit hurried. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. They could have... It could have. They could have had like late changes. Like they could have been changing shit all the way up till. Yeah. Who knows when? So he may have had to redo a bunch of these. Yeah, and he had to fucking get through it quick. Yeah. So anyway, then we get to the last, the last panel or the last page. It's a full page, and that's where you see what's going on outside. Yeah, and if you look at these monsters, a couple of them actually look like monsters from different series and movies. Yeah. Actually, it's two of them look like. I was talking about Zombie Island earlier. Two of them look like they came from Zombie Island. Oh, yeah? You see that, that green fish-looking dude? Yeah. Like the guy looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah. That looks sort of like at the beginning of Zombie Island. I think it was Zombie Island. Um, They were running around showing clips of uh, the gang during previous adventures, hunting down and solving mysteries and shit. And they faced a creature that was just like that. I'm pretty sure it was like hmm, that. Cool. I doubt it's a, you know, callback or a reference to that, but... So, but it looks like um, you got part of your wish, or sort of your wish, because it, it sure looks like those nanites turned human beings into monsters. Yeah. Because the last panel is, like you said, it's a bunch of monsters just tearing the shit out of stuff and fucking shit's on fire and... And there's fucking demons, dude. Yeah, demons in the air and... So it sure looks like those nanites uh, may have mutated people into some kinds of monsters. It's not the Twilight Zone-esque way I suggested doing it, but it fucking worked. Yeah. Just real quick, the other monster that looks like he's from Zombie Island, it's the dude that's closest to the camera, the furry wolf-looking guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like the cat creatures from the end of Zombie Island. Oh. But yeah, you got a, a kind of Hulk-looking dude, you got a mummy-looking dude, a giant wolf. That's puking. No, he's he's he's, e- he's eating of... something. Oh, it looks like he's fucking horking up something to me. No, I think he's pulling the flesh off of something. Okay. Because those, I think those are bones off a carcass or something, on the ground yeah. there. And they're, well, the, they're they're tearing the the fish guy's got a piece of skin too. So maybe what they, it's you know the humans, shredded their skin or something like in uh, that anthology movie Trick or Treat when the werewolves, the werewolf segment. Did you mm. ever see that? Mm, not sure. I don't think so. Oh, that's a good fucking movie. Which one is that? But anywho, uh, Trick or Treat. It's with the little um, sack-headed little kid in the orange um, feety pajamas. It had uh, Dylan Baker, Anna Paquin, and a few other fuckers in it. Oh, okay. This was a real movie, not a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't remember that. You were like, they got fucking Anna Paquin and Scooby-Doo? Wow. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a horror movie. Okay, I'll add it to the list. That was pretty fucking good. I'm talking about the book again. Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely good. It was way better than I expected. I'm glad we, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we shit on it for six weeks so we could look like fools. <laughs> I don't feel like a fool at all. No, I don't either. I feel like I was lied to. I was sold a bill of I goods. I do too. Because, honestly, if they would have fucking described it like this, I can promise you, I wouldn't have shit on it. No. I would have... Probably still been wary, but not like... Oh, yeah. Not like of outwardly course. hostile towards it. 
it, it does. It gives me hope for my dream. Definitely makes me want to see what happens in the next episode. Or the next, I keep saying episode, but the next issue. It's Scooby Doo. You've got to. <laughs> but yeah, it does. With everything they were saying, it was. It was turning my dream into a fucking nightmare. And again, I've never been afraid to fucking read a comic book until this. <laughs> and it was totally fucking unnecessary. And it's so fucking sad, too. It's getting really fucking late, so we need to start wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just looked over at the clock, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it's after midnight. Um, you wanna, so, do you want to do the questions we had? We actually got some questions about this. This time. Oh yeah, let's let's go to maybe Ross's first. At Spider Scooby from California, you're on the air now. He says, "Am I the only one still worried about how they'll handle Scrappy in future issues? And will he even be related to Scooby in this? What do you think of that?" We kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure how they're going to handle him. I'm not sure just based on what what we saw in the backup story. I'm not sure what he's going to be like exactly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say they're probably not related. I don't know. I am probably not, but, um... At least the relationship ain't ain't nothing like what we've seen in the past. Oh, it's definitely not going to be like that. Because Scrappy had fucking hero worship for Scooby. And this, he's ready to fucking kill him for being a pussy. Yeah, no, I mean, he not ready, he was doing it. Yeah. I mean, if Shaggy hadn't stopped him, they, he would have... Yeah, he would have helped fucking murder his uncle. Yeah. So, based on that, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they're probably not related in this. Yeah, so it's probably going to be a completely different thing than what... That's probably not going to be what we've seen in the past at all. Yeah, which I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about that. Yeah, so that could be cause for concern right there, but I don't know. It's it's too early to tell because, um, you know, until like two hours ago, I didn't even know Scrappy... I had no fucking info of Scrappy, but now we see he was ready to murder Uncle Scooby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not he's not some crazy, um, you know, radiation-mutated monster like what we thought when we read the solicitation. Yeah. But, you know, he's just well, another, he's another, and I think I kind of said I wonder if he would be from the same kind of experiment as Scooby, um, you know, like a couple episodes ago. But, and that's what it seems, you know, obviously that's what it is. But see, you said... Obviously, he's not the mutant we thought he was. Remember, he wasn't in the safe zone. He was out in the rest of the complex. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good so, point. Well, but we don't know. But but do the, the those dogs could have got fucked up? Yeah, but do the nanites affect the dogs? I don't know, but I guess we'll, the, I guess we'll find out in the next issue. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's hard to tell if they would have affected the dogs or not, but. They definitely breathed them in and shit, and they would have been activated. Yeah. Because it was dispersed through the air. You can't stop dogs from breathing it in, too. Right. And then his other question, is he the only one that's worried about how they're going to handle him? No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm less concerned now than I was before oh, I read this read this issue. Totally. I mean, I'm, le- you know, I, I'm less concerned about all of it, but there is still that... I'm concerned about Scrappy, not because, you know, two days ago I was like, fuck this idea. I'm concerned about Scrappy because he's not been fucking treated well in the last 15, 20 years. Every chance they get, they kind of kick Scrappy in the balls or make him an asshole. And I'm kind of worried about that because while he is annoying, I do like Scrappy, you know? 
in that first live action movie, he was a fucking egomaniacal asshole trying to take over the world. And it's like, okay, I like that movie, but that ain't scrappy. He was, you know, let's fight the bad guys, Uncle Scooby. And then, as you brought up before we started recording, in Mystery Incorporated, they kicked him in the nuts there, too. They straight up literally said, we don't talk about him. Yeah. It was it was, it was was a gag in the show. Yeah. And that's probably my favorite version of Scooby, and they kicked Scrappy in the nuts hard. So, it's not because of any fears I had going into this book... It's just my fears based on how they treat Scrappy. So, yeah, Ross, you're not the only one who's fucking worried. Yeah, and I still do have that feeling of, well, is is, is this next issue the one where the wheels come off? You know, we're like, oh, this is pretty good. This is interesting. It's intriguing. I want to see what happens next. But then in the back of my mind, it's like, is what happens next going to be fucking awful? <laughs> because, remember, we still haven't seen the mystery machine in the story. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't got that far. So, magical how are they going to introduce that? Uh, yeah, that's that I'm still afraid of, even though I like this. Yeah, it's going to be one of the, I mean, it's going to be property of that lab, I'm sure. That's probably why it looks military, oh, yeah. like a tank or something, because it's... Oh, totally. Yeah. But, I mean, the magical thing's what scares me. Is it going to be like a fucking Transformer? <laughs> well, We've seen that in Scooby, and it didn't work. Probably, um... It's going to be another case of the writer didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Let's hope. Probably has but nothing. But see, that wasn't a writer. That was in the solicitation. Oh, was it? That wasn't in the TV Guide yeah, article? Yeah, that was... Oh. That, no, that was, in the, or, that was in the solicitation for uh, issue one. They said something like, The Gang of the Magical Mystery Machine. Huh. Well... So that was DC approved. Which, I mean, come on, Jim Lee's DC, and he fucking was talking out his ass like Jim Carrey. Well, I mean, and we gave an example of the, the solicitation for number two, where it was it's clearly not very accurate at this point. <laughs> it sounds so funny, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to issue two more than I was two days ago. <laughs> Even though I do have the worries about Scrappy. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I hope, because I would love to love this. Yeah, I think you will. I think it's... It's definitely trending that way. If they could do more like that backup, I'd be all in. Maybe fix that, that was maybe fix golden. that art a little bit. Yeah. Get a little more consistent art. Yeah. But see, we've seen the potential in the art in that backup specifically. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I'm not as worried about that because again, it feels like he was rushed. Yeah. There was something going on there that he had to have been rushed. So, like, give the dude some time, let him get his shit right, and I, the art worries, those will be gone for me. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny, people were probably expecting us to fucking come in guns ablaze and be like, you know what, fuck you motherfuckers! Well, dude, I was expecting that. (laughs) I was too. But, I mean, we were fucking real laid back and cool and smooth, like... You know, this was pretty good, man. We were talking about fucking them over at DC being high, which turns out Jim Lee might have been. I think he might have been. But we we came into this fucking episode like, it's all good, man. There ain't nothing to worry about, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we need to do our thank yous and fucking get out, huh? Yeah, we'll do some quick thank yous. First, Jay Sarge again... Thank you for the fucking theme song, sir. 
you fucking bust my balls and call me Podstar, but I ain't shit compared to you, brother. Fucking rock god among men. Yep, he's pretty awesome. And then, of course, again, thank you to my fucking YouTube wife, Sherry, for the logo. Yep, and f- and for agreeing to do some some more work with you soon. Oh, yes! By the time you hear this, you'll have heard it, but yes! Mm-hmm. <sighs> we don't have to be cryptic, because... It's going to be on episode five. Thanks for playing Harley again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll have already happened, huh? Yeah. It's weird fucking recording, you know, before shit happens. You don't want to spoil it, but it's like, asshole, they're not going to hear this until after. Right, they're so, not going to hear this till after it. Thank you for playing the Harley to my Joker, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> this cricket is fucking killing me, man. <laughs> okay, we just got a couple more things to fucking <laughs> whore. Check out our YouTube channel. There's going to be more exclusive content coming soon. We're posting, we're going to start posting the episodes on there. I think episode one's up now. Yeah, it is. I think. I fucking did it this morning, dumbass. Yeah. Well, (laughs) definitely by the time this comes out, there'll be a couple more up. Yeah. At least the second episode. Or I should say the second and third episode. So check that out. I'm going to try to get more exclusive type content up there. Follow us on Twitter at NerdBlitzPod, at Fitzman73, at The Scooby Doom. Oh, it feels kind of gross to talk about this, but we might as well. You know where I'm going with this, right? Oh, the the support button. Yeah. Yeah, we put a, uh, I put a, I snuck a PayPal support donate button or whatever you want to call it on the, the webpage for the uh, show. Um, just so, you know. If you want to kick us a couple bucks, that's cool. <laughs> if you feel so inclined to chuck a dollar at us like the whores we are. Turns out we're going to need a lot more storage, a lot more bandwidth than we thought. Um, yeah. Because our episodes are so fucking Which, long. I know. <laughs> that, I uh, feel bad about both of those points. And but... we're, we're planning to do like some, some extra stuff, some, you know, like the book club stuff we talked about or, or some more content. So we're going to have to have... We're going to have to bump that Leibson up. Um, yeah. So if you want to throw us some money, that's cool. The option is there. No worries if you don't. But yeah, it, it, like I said, it feels kind of gross to say it and talk about it. But... Oh, it feels really gross. I just I just threw it up there and was like, I'm not going to say anything about it. Let's just put it there and see if anybody clicks it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but like I said, might as well throw it out there just in case because some people might not go to the site. True. So yeah, it would be appreciated, like Fitz just said, if you don't, we get it. No fucking hard feelings, but it will go to getting more content out there. Yeah, and there's only two options, a dollar or five dollars. Yeah, it's not like we're saying, bitch, give us 500 bucks. Wow! But, you know, if you wanted to do that, I'll give you my personal PayPal address and you can shoot that to me. (laughs) I promise it will all go to the show. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking... (laughs) get a hooker and start doing coke off her ass or something for five hundred dollars no way <laughs> you don't want a five hundred dollar hooker no way or well a four hundred dollar hooker and a hundred dollar bill to snort coke off her ass yeah oh wait i'm not factoring in the coke money <laughs> never mind this is a bad fucking metaphor anyway <laughs> or joke not a metaphor say goodbye so i can say my line bye come back next time our sanity depends on it Like, wow, that was pretty painless. Uh, no. Huh, let's hope it only gets better from here, bud. Yeah. Well, 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope to see you back here next time. Thank you, Scooby-Dooby-Doo! <laughs> this has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.